Alchemy is an ancient practice associated with science, chemistry, physics, astronomy, astrology, art, symbology, metallurgy, medicine, and philosophical analysis. And despite that these sciences were not exercised in a scientific way as known today, alchemy is the origin of modern logic. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, dear listeners, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to another episode of the Alchemy of Truth with your presenter Nasr al-Khatib. So uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we have with us today, back from his Hajj trip, our co-host Amr Sari. Uh, so welcome back to Australia, Amr, and uh, welcome to the show again. Assalamu alaikum, good to be back. Did you miss me, Nasr? Well, I missed you a lot. Um, every time that we had the show, you went there, I, I missed you heaps and also missed Hamoudi. Ah, uh, thank you very much. It's good to be back. Alhamdulillah. And we also have, um, as a special for today only, um, our daytime presenter, who is now going to be guest hosting as well, or ghosting as I like to call it, is Abdullah Azawi, isn't it? Yes, Abdullah. Assalamu alaikum, Abdullah. How are you? I'm very fine. Thank you. That's very good. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you with us as well. You too also. Thank you very much. Uh, so the first part of the show... Um, we're going to uh, actually no. Before we do that, um, just a few uh, housekeeping, housekeeping rules. Housekeeping, housekeeping. housekeeping let's, let's do some housekeeping. So, um, unfortunately and very sadly, uh, we farewell our um, what's her name, our co-host. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she won't be happy when she listens back to this. <laughs> no, 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 inshallah. <laughs> she'll, she'll be saying, "Okay, our, our she, made, she really uh, made a good impact." <laughs> no, she did. She did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anna Rose Zaid, who uh, came in. I think around the beginning of the year. Correct. And uh, she took over the mantle from Sarwa, but uh, Anna Rose did a very good job uh, being co-host many times. She actually did all the question writing, and so I didn't actually write any questions. I just found the the guests, and Anna Rose just did everything else. Um, And she was was, um, quite uh, good in her questioning and her um, um, interrogation techniques as well. Uh, and so she's going to be sorely missed, but subhanAllah, that's the that's the way the cookie crumbles. We uh, we wish her well uh, to her and Abdullah on their on their travels. Yes, she's going to go to Palestine to learn Arabic. Uh, so inshallah. we wish her well, inshallah. inshallah. Yes, um, I don't know why Palestine, but there you go. My Arabic's pretty poor as well. My Arabic is as good as my mum's English. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should go to Palestine. Yeah, well. maybe. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, as you can probably detect from my nasal uh, voice at this stage, I'm a bit sick. I have a uh, runny blocked nose and coughs, so please excuse me if I cough. Slamat al no sir. All right, let's relax. Um, also, we have a massive surprise for everybody here today. Uh, the Alchemy of Truth is now officially a website as well as a, a Facebook group. Uh, so if you go to alchemyoftruth.com.au, which I'm going to now, you will find that we have a website, uh, a fully-fledged wow. website. Wow, when did this happen? That happened, uh, we deployed it, I think, uh, Monday or Tuesday last week, and we've just been that running diagnostics fantastic on it. Fantastic, Nelson. Yes, uh, and as you can see, it's got um, all the information, the podcast, the um, uh, iTunes channel, um, our Facebook and Twitter feed is here, um, as well as a- any suggestions you may have of... Um, uh, any future shows or anything like that so um, you know um, please uh, feel free to visit the website we are truly interactive now we are we are very truly interactive now yes Facebook Twitter and website now as well 
so alhamdulillah we had we had a quite a good um uh quite a good um run uh, so hopefully inshallah what what um, did i what did i miss in the three weeks in 25 words or less we had two shows two shows okay yeah, yeah. Okay. they're very good very good shows as well okay and uh, as i was tweeting before as we were tweeting out of our uh, twitter account our official uh, alchemy of truth twitter account um, is uh, we have not put the previous two shows on my blog as we usually do for podcast. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, the reason we have not done that is uh, because uh, we're, we've put them on the website. And so from now on, I'm going to uh, be uh, transferring anybody who wants to go to, um, to the blog to get my podcast to go to the website instead because that will have uh, all the latest uh, information there, inshallah. Inshallah. Um, so, what we have now is um, um, our first um, segment of the show. So, um, basically, um, if you go to Parramatta or Blacktown or Burwood or um, a number of other places as well, uh, you will see a number of brothers, um, Muslim brothers, who are engaging in good old-fashioned da'wah. So, they have a table, uh, they have copies of the Quran and copies mm -hmm. of, of pamphlets explaining to people about Quran and Islam, mm -hmm. and they're just giving it out to people. So this is something, I mean, with the development of the Muslim community and the da'wah tactics and, and you know, it's the structure of everything happening, sometimes you lose this personal touch in the process. So these brothers are putting the personal touch back into that, inshallah. Doing, the, doing the hard yards, doing the groundwork. That's correct. And Actually, don't forget one important thing. They are putting a big sign call it take it for free yeah take it for free and and people love free stuff yes so this that's is very important also very important as yeah. well and alhamdulillah people seem to be very appreciative you get the the odd person here and there who wants to make trouble but then the majority of people are actually you know quite receptive to this and uh, so i um, sat down with them i recorded an interview with them which lasted about 20 minutes but unfortunately the last few minutes were cut because my voice recorder I don't know just started skipping which is mm -hmm. weird it's a digital voice recorder why it would skip I have okay. no idea threw it out from the window <laughs> <laughs> so anyways we, we actually have uh, the recording which we're going to play now uh, and um, make comments on it afterwards Bismillahirrahmanirrahim we are in Parameda, um Hungry Jacks and I'm sitting here with two beautiful brothers uh, please start by introducing yourselves my name is Mohammed Zabi Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. And um, what uh, the Muhammad brothers do every Sunday, um, not just in Parramatta, in the Parramatta Square, but also in different places, uh, Burwood, Bankstown, uh, and other areas, is they do the most um, old school pure dawah, which is just standing out there with a stall and a table and uh, pamphlets and copies of the Quran, something which 10, 20 years ago used to be done a lot, now people don't do it anymore. Uh, so these brothers are carrying the mantle of the uh, of the old uh, old school da'wah, inshallah. So, uh, brother Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali, uh, this was, I understand, your idea. Can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, about yourself, yeah. and um, again about how you got the idea? A little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in Afghanistan. We migrated here under refugee status after we got sponsored to Australia back in 1988. So I've been here at a young age since I was five, six years old. And um, alhamdulillah, now I'm about 31 years old. And I came into Dean about two, two and a half years ago. And when I came into Dean, I found it very beautiful, very bliss, very um, peaceful. I found myself finally when I was lost in the big world, you know what I mean? 
So Alhamdulillah, this thing has done so much for me, so much for me, it's unbelievable. It took me out of the darkness of disbelief and brought me into the light of monotheism, into the light of worshipping my Creator. Thus, myself getting inner peace, which is what the whole world wants. And Alhamdulillah, for the 29 years of my life, I tried obtaining it from this means or that means, and it just led me to haram and then bigger haram and then bigger haram i didn't know i was ignorant i didn't know uh, right from wrong black from white nothing alhamdulillah ever since i discovered islam what happened was that happiness that i was looking for that tranquility that peace i found it so now that i found it i heard a hadith where it says what you have for yourself want for your brother otherwise you're not a true believer so now for me to be a true believer i must go out there and implement what I have in my life into society because when I look at the society around me it's deteriorating it's collapsing and everyone wants the one thing in our peace and they're looking for it in the wrong place for example the society has got us fooled the media has got us fooled thinking it's in consumerism but it's not because the more we consume the more depressed we get the more depressed we get the more miserable we get the more miserable we get the more in debt we get the more in debt we get what happens sooner or later we can't keep up and because we buried ourselves in a big hole, we end up taking our life. And that's the statistics nowadays. We either turn to drugs or alcohol, and then sooner or later, we commit suicide. So Alhamdulillah, I found something that took me out of this hole that I was in overnight. Alhamdulillah. So I want to share that experience with the, with, with, with the people around me. And I must. It's an obligation upon me as a Muslim. And um, Muhammad um, Zabi. Zabi. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Zabi. <laughs> Um, tell us, how did you get started with, with working with uh, Muhammad Ali? Uh, SubhanAllah, I met the brothers by chance. Um, I, I, I didn't know them previously. Went to my chance and I started uh, to work as their as a sort of so-called publicist. Um, since then, I've actually taken, taken, uh, part of the, taken part of the dawah and I've started to spread it via Facebook and online and via my acquaintances. SubhanAllah, the, the, the reaction we've got from the community is amazing. Um, did not expect it to, to jump in, in a way that it did. But it seemed that it was it was like a it was like a seed that just needed planting, and since it's been planted, uh, the the community has fertilized it very very well, and we've been welcomed amongst many many different organizations and so on. But we try to keep this uh, keep this to ourselves, and in a sense that we don't want to be involved or reliant on anyone else. Subhanallah, the the result comes from Allah, and um, and whomsoever He guides will be guided. Whomsoever He doesn't wish doesn't wish to guide will not be guided. So Subhanallah, we 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 do we convey the message and. Um, it, to me, I found, truthfully, I found inner happiness when I, when I joined the brothers. And what better way to spend my weekend than, than amongst people I love. So again, just uh, confirming, you guys are not aligned with any organization, you're not getting funded from any group or people or individuals, you just uh, rely on donations? Yeah, Alhamdulillah. So how it works so far, look, we don't rely on anyone, but we, we do get help from here and there. So for example, we get help from Abu Bakr Siddiq Mosque, they help us out with pamphlets whenever we need. Also, um, UMA in the Kimba, um, and then brothers here and there that have heard about our street dawa or seen our street dawa on YouTube or on Facebook, they approach me and what they do, they give me what they can afford. And what I do with that money, that money goes straight into materials, i.e., we buy Qurans, because uh, the Qurans I get, Alhamdulillah, I've been through it two, three times, and it's very easy to understand, especially for these people that we hand it out to, you know what I mean? We want, we want to make it simple, we want to make it understandable. Alhamdulillah, I went through it a couple of times and I found it very, very easy. And I know these brothers, they'll find it easy whoever takes the Quran from us. So the money purely goes into pamphlets, into Qurans, uh, into DVDs. We got other brothers helping us out, like you know. So we give money here and there, there and here to, 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 uh, to, to get materials for our work. But Alhamdulillah, like we said, uh, soon we're going we're gonna to post some details on 
the Facebook account under Street Dawa Sydney, uh, under Street Dawa Australia, where it's going to have a, a BSBN account number. And we'd want people who'd want to help us with this to start donating money in there because our next step is to start putting billboards up all around Sydney, all around Australia because we have to give these people doubt. Do you guys know about uh, My Peace, the other yeah. initiative that uh, I think, have you guys spoken to him at all about um, joining forces with him? They've actually given us a lot of, a lot of pamphlets and so on. Um, we've spoken to them recently that, uh, inshallah they, uh, they're the ones that I've actually been talking, they, uh, speaking with in regards to working on a prospectus and so on and so forth. So inshallah yeah. they, they will be an integral in our, in our establishment. Um, as far as getting involved with them in terms of uh, via, via other than affiliation, we'd like to keep it you know, individual in yep. the sense that yep. uh, it's unity in a sense of Islam, but we don't want to have too many voices because uh, obviously with too many voices we have yeah. too many directions. Yeah, I think yeah, it may be better that you keep it um, you know, straight and simple. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so um, while, we, um, while I was speaking to the brothers and um, a, a large section of them went to pray Dhuhr and they prayed Dhuhr at Parramatta Square and mashallah it was a beautiful sight. Um, um, we noticed that uh, one um, uh, lady came, walked right through them, uh, non-Muslim lady walked right through them and uh, she had her dog and she was walking around them and she, I mean she wasn't really menacing but it was obvious that she was not happy with them praying there. Uh, so that brings me to my next question, uh, Brother Muhammad Ali, um, how have you fi- found from the non-Muslims the, your approach and um, y- your initiatives in, in Parramatta and uh, Blacktown and the other places? Uh, Alhamdulillah, from the incident today, we get incidents happen like the brother just explained, here and there, now and then, not too much, Alhamdulillah. But the response we get, it's very accepting. It's very, very, very accepting. Why? Because we talk to them with logic, we talk to them with reason, we talk to them about the Quran and so on and so forth. And because the Quran, it's the truth, it's Haq. So what we talk of, we don't talk of our desires, we talk of what is in the Quran and this actually sits in people's hearts. And they're very receptive and it breaks down barriers between us and them and then they end up because alhamdulillah we are knowledgeable but our knowledge is limited yeah so what happens is we give them materials for example we have dvds purpose of life by khalid yasin one two and three we have dvds by yusuf estes we have dvds by um uh, joshua evans explaining 10 reasons why jesus is in god uh, we got uh, CDs we hand out, which is what Quran translated. We got English copies of Qurans we hand out. We got um, illustrated guide to Islam, which a lot of people that are entering Islam are coming to this book because this book it talks about the prophecies in the Bible, in the Quran. Uh, also gives them an understanding of what Islam is all about and talks about the scientific uh, scientific miracles which are in the Quran, which was written 1460 years ago, and is coming to be discovered by modern day science now. And this is bringing people around. So Alhamdulillah, we give them, uh, we, 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 we uh, share information in what we know from the Quran and then we give them materials. And people are very receptive because people want the truth. People want something. People are depending on something, but they don't know what to. And this is why people are either, from uh, my understanding of doing street dawah, are either turning agnostic or atheist. Because the Bible's not answering their questions. Buddhism, Judaism, communism, nationalism, socialism, Capitalism, nothing is answering any of their questions and giving him peace and alhamdulillah people are being receptive to Islam why because first it's logical it makes sense and it breaks down the barriers why because the media has drip fed them with all these misconceptions and when they talk to us they see ah, it's complete opposite and we're giving them and we're providing proof and evidence to back it up alhamdulillah they're coming around thus they're taking materials and not even that 
the technical shahadas. For example, in not even in three weeks, not even in three weeks, in the last, the last two weeks, we've had 20 shahadas. Alhamdulillah, all over, Blacktown, Auburn, Mount Druid, Parramatta, so on and so forth. And now, this style work is starting to branch out, it's spreading out. So Sundays we cover Parramatta, Blacktown, Mount Dru uh, uh, Parramatta, Blacktown, and Auburn. Uh, weekdays, it's at Mount Druid, and uh, also uh, Saturdays at, at Liverpool and Parramatta. And it's branching out, Alhamdulillah. A lot of boys are coming in, I'm just sending boys here, there, there, here. And sooner or later, Alhamdulillah, we're gonna, we're gonna pretty much be like, you know how you see Christians all over, like train stations and um, shopping centers? It's gonna be the same with Islam, very soon, very soon, inshallah, if Allah wills. Inshallah. And um, so how long have you been doing this for? A couple of months now? No, no, no. About a year or just over? Just over a year, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing when you started, uh, it was just yourself, um, or with anybody else with you? How has the um, approach, um, how has the, the support of the other brothers as well? Because when I came, here today there was uh, close to 20 brothers with you so how has that grown alhamdulillah that's that's, that's grown uh very how do you say it very successfully why because like you asked how did it start off in the beginning i kept asking brothers to come out and give da with me come out and give da with me because i kept hearing hadiths on how uh there was one there was one guy alhamdulillah uh, sorry allah subhanahu wa sent two angels to destroy this town because the town was indulging in filth in, 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 in Guna, in Sin, yeah? So when the angels came down to destroy this town, what happened? They found this one brother making zikr of Allah, praying Salah, so on and so forth, yeah? So the angels were like, how can we destroy this brother amongst all these disbelievers? So they went back to Allah and Allah goes, did you destroy? Did you destroy the town I'll send you down to destroy? But Allah already knows, but he is asking me. And they said no. And Allah goes, why? No, Allah already knows. Allah knows everything. They go, because when we got there, we found one guy, he was making zikr, praying Salah, and we thought, like, now how could we destroy a believer amongst his disbelievers? Allah said, go back and start the destruction with the guy who's making dhikr and salah and so on and so forth. Why? Because around him the community is deteriorating, is in disbelief, is committing all atro atrocities. But he's sitting down there making dhikr. So this shows Islam is not about just dhikr, salah, so on and so forth. These are pillars of Islam. This is like our foundation, but it branches out to other things. And one of them is dawah. Just um, clarifying here, because the hadith is about the destruction, we're not talking about destroying anything. No. I mean, this is just in case uh, somebody <laughs> hears this in the future and thinks these guys want to destroy things. So as a clarification, we are saving, yeah. inshallah, by da'wah and uh, introducing Islam to save uh, a lot of people from, from the destruction in their own lives. Yes. Yeah. The, uh, 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 that's, that's, that's what I mean. But what I was trying to say now, how I got into it, what made me come out and give street da'wah was, First, I heard this hadith many a times and other hadiths that are similar to it, you know? And um, also, uh, when I went to a few Quran tafsirs, it's obligatory upon Muslims when they live in a disbelieving country or in a country that's not Islamic or Muslim, they must give these people dawah. Otherwise, they've got to do what they do here in regards to business, transaction, study and go back. But I live here. So for me to live here in a halal manner, I must give the people dawah. So this is why I'm doing this. So Alhamdulillah, when I first started off, it started off with myself because I kept urging brothers to come out, help me, help me. But everyone was like putting it off, next week, this week, next week, this week. And one day I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to get out and make the initiative and Allah will send the barakah. So I got out, I started giving dawah and it was at Auburn. And when this happened, the first day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent me a very nice brother called Dalil. And he started helping me, he goes, what are you doing brother? I go, I'm giving dawah. He goes, can I help you? I go, no worries. And we started from there. And the first day we gave dawah, a Russian girl, she gave shahada, alhamdulillah. So it was very successful. And when we used to go, I used to go to Office Works. 
and photocopy 20 Quran pamphlets, 20 Muhammad pamphlets, 20 Jesus pamphlets, so I then get my wife to fold them up and then go out and hand them. But Alhamdulillah, because I made that one little step, I made that one effort, Allah bought big barakah. Because like the brother said, now we've got 20 boys here. But it's not 20 boys. I've got about over 80 contacts in my phone. And the brothers are always mixed and matching. Every week is someone different. People are bringing barakah, uh, Nusra. Uh, Allah sending Nusra how? We've got banners up now saying, Jesus, Moses, Muhammad, Prophets of Islam. What is the purpose of life? I've got another banner coming saying, Jesus is Muslim. All our brochures and pamphlets I used to hand out before are all in color now. All in color and it's been locked out for months, Alhamdulillah, and they're coming from all over the place. We got Qurans, we got Illustrated Guide to Islam books, DVDs, and unlimited. We at, we at least hand out 15 to 20 Qurans, Baba. So the DVDs, the game of cupcakes. The pamphlets, same. You know what I mean? So Alhamdulillah, this is all Nusra and Barakah from the Almighty, the one, the Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's very good. And Muhammad Zabi. That's okay. um, tell me like um, an experience that you've had or an interesting story that you'd like to share because again with this with this type of dawah it's so raw because there's no um, PR, there's no uh, marketing, there's nothing. It's just you and, and another real person. Absolutely. Um, one of the most amazing stories that I could tell and, and this, was, this story will, will ring in my heart for a long time is of a, it was of an, an older gentleman named, uh, his, his name was, uh, was it Graham? It was Graham, wasn't it? Uh, Brother Graham, I think it was. Yeah, he changed the heart. Yeah, yeah, and he, re he reverted by, now the reason he reverted, and this is this amazing thing about it, he had been studying Islam for 10 years, comparatively with Christianity and so on and so forth. All he needed was that little push to get him into becoming a Muslim. He had actually proclaimed that he was a Muslim before he had even uh, uh, had made the shahadah. So subhanAllah, all it took was one of the brothers to convince him to, to make the move because he, he could pass away at any time. You know, SubhanAllah, we never know when we're going to die. And uh, SubhanAllah, the brother accepted Islam on that day, changed his name to Ali. <laughs> um, and he became awesome that then and there, and he loved our initiative, and he spoke highly of it. He told us to keep doing it. So imagine that, a diff, you know, coming from disbeliever one day to a believer the next day, and loving and embracing the idea of dawah and, and wanting us to spread the thing. So, so by far, that will ring in my in my heart for a long time, and it's an image that I don't forget. It's on our Facebook page, and I urge people to have a look because it is an amazing story. And um, do you have any um, stories of challenges that you had, uh, particularly difficult brothers or, or, or you know guys or girls? We, subhanAllah, we do get the, um, the every now and then the evangelists and so on and so forth, evangelicals. Um, they, they try to preach against us um, in sometimes a, a sort, of, sort of forceful manner. Um, alhamdulillah, our brothers are very well compo uh, composed. We're not, we're, not, we're not aggressive, we're not angry. We do our best to sort of maintain the etiquette and akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And as a result... And that was uh, brothers Muhammad, both of the brothers were called Muhammad. Um, unfortunately, like I said, uh, because my recorder skipped, I should actually return it, insha'Allah. Um, but the brothers, Jazakumullah Khairan, they were amazing um, in, in what they did, uh, in, in what they're doing. I, I saw lots of love, I saw lots of awesome people. There's one brother, a very good brother, a very young brother as well. When he comes in, he's wearing a thobe and he's wearing sports shoes. And every time I see him, I tell him, what you're doing is very wrong. You should not be wearing thobe and sports shoes. You you wear thobe with, uh, with like an aal or with like um, sandal or something like or a that. sandal, yeah. or you wear pants and sports shoes. You can't wear both of them. It just doesn't look right. And the guy, obviously, gets very upset. But he goes, <laughs> doesn't say anything else. So, yeah, I really appreciate um, their patience. I mean, uh, there was lots of brothers again who were very good brothers, but it's difficult to navigate your way around these things because sometimes. 
uh, you get a guy who's talking to you about Sharia and then you get stuck into talking to about Sharia with him. But the discussion of Sharia, you would have to explain for two full days about Islam and about uh, the purpose of Islam and about Aqeed and all these things to explain, to start to explain. I mean, one, one um, guy came and he said, oh, you guys have um, hand cutting, not hand cutting. He was like, oh, you guys actually, you kill women who uh, cheat on their husbands. And so the guy asked him, well, what would you do if your wife cheated on you? Like, well, I'd let her go with the guy who she slept with because, you know, she doesn't want to be with me. I don't want her to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. So that was very logical. Mm. But it's not, again, the, the, I mean, the, the had, uh, the, the punishment of Sharia is not uh, on its own merit. There's massive context in it. There is, uh, there's also many different um, um, aspects to it as well. So it's not something that you can explain with a minute. Well, actually, um, see, there is one point we have to look at it. The uh, punishments of Islam didn't come all in one time. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. It took a time. It's something like gradually from the beginning. As an example, take one example here. The uh, the drinking. Yes. At the beginning, it wasn't haram, by the way. Yeah, so no, there are three yeah. three stages. I don't remember the ayahs now. I have to find it in the Holy Quran. Three stages until it become prohibited. I think the first one is just alunak al al maisir. I think yes, yes exactly. That's the first I one. Think, yeah. So they ask you about uh, al- uh, the the intoxicants. Rahim, so, yeah. um, just the, the meaning of the of the verse. That's not the actual translation. The proper translation. Uh, they ask you about the. Um, alcohol, the intoxicants say uh, there is good in it and there is bad, but the bad is much more than the good. Yeah, asking about wine and gambling. Wine and gambling, yeah. Yes. Uh, that's one. Uh, the second verse as well is La taqrabu salata wa antum zakara. Naam. Exactly. Is uh, yeah, yeah. do not um, come near to prayer or do not try to establish prayer while you are. Um, uh, the, um, what's the word? Intoxicated. intoxicated yes. Intoxicated, and yes, the yeah. third is um, in the khamar and the maser and So uh, verily, uh, intoxicants and gambling and other two other things as well um, are rich, which is um, a filth of the devil's doing. Mm-hmm. So avoid it. Uh, so that you may be, uh, some, so that Allah may have mercy over you. Um, so that was an example how it's coming gradu- uh, uh, um, something like um, stages. It's not uh, sudden, like someone hit a wall. Wow, he discovered later on, unbelievable, we have a new punishment. No, it's not like <laughs> this one, actually. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's, it's very, uh, yeah. It's very sad that, that that some people think that it can be that simple. In the same manner, it has to be explained like this to new people. Yeah. Like this, actually. We have to learn from our history. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 23 years until the last ayah from the Holy Quran coming. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ ثُمَّ تُوَفَّقُوا نَفْسٌ مَّا عَمِلَتُوا هُمْ لَيَظْلَمُونَ This is the last ayah from the Holy Quran. Why 23 years? Because we need to understand that everything has to come gradually, little by little. Yes. So this idea has to be explained very well to people while they are calling them for Islam or explaining for them something about Islamic life or Islamic law. 
Jazakallah khairan, that's very true, um, Abdullah, thank you very much for that. And But I mean, going back and saying, I was very happy when I met these guys, yep. um, when I sat with them, they were amazing brothers, uh, so may Allah help them and support them and, and give them barakah in whatever they're doing. Alhamdulillah. Um, yeah. <coughs> they have a Facebook group as well, sorry, uh, which I'm going to link on the website and uh, through Twitter and Facebook as well. And um, if you do want to catch up with them, then every um, Sunday, Sunday? Uh, go to Parramatta Square and there are all the brothers. I think there's about 30 of them last time I went there. After about 12 o'clock, about Dhuhr time, you'll see them there praying and you can help them out as well. They're always looking for new brothers. Um, so, Alhamdulillah. And uh, now um, we will take a little break. Uh, the mid, what do you call it? Mid break break. Mid-segment. Mid-segment break. Uh, we're going to play, usually we play Nasheed, but today we're going to play a rap song by... Um, okay, so Abdullah doesn't know the... <laughs> yeah, tell me the story. <laughs> yes, um, by a rap artist. Uh, his name is Big Mo. And his album is coming out uh, called Nomadic. Uh, well, there's then two next to it, so I'm not sure if it's called Nomadic or Nomadic 2. Uh, I'll also be linking his uh, information as well. This song, which he suggested, is called Wake Up. Uh, hope you like it, inshallah. Uh, when I heard it before, it's, it uh, sounded very nice. And we are back. That was um, Nomadic, the album Nomadic by um, Big Mo. Uh, and the song was called Wake Up. Um, while we were playing the song, Abdullah was looking at me and laughing and saying, this is Al-Quran Al-Karim radio station. We shouldn't be playing music here. So I was telling him no. Um, I, I believe that songs with musical instruments are not haram. It's what the song is singing about that, that makes it haram or halal. And so this song is a constructive song. It's a positive song. It doesn't talk about anything haram. Uh, and I asked actually um, Big Mo. I'm guessing his name is Muhammad, so I'm going to call him Muhammad. Uh, I asked uh, Muhammad if um, if this song had anything bad in it. He said no. So inshallah, it's a good song, a positive song. It's telling people to wake up. <laughs> it's telling people to wake up. Especially That's Especially at night time. Huh? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> night time. Actually, in the US now, I think it's, it is about 4 a.m. or something. Mm. Not yeah. sure what time it is in the US. doesn't matter. Uh, so now we come to the uh, to our other segment, uh, with which is with Amr uh, about his trips uh, to uh, Hajj and about uh, what he saw there. Uh, and so it's it's actually his, the things that he's been telling us offline uh, while we've been playing the other stuff has been very exciting. So tell us, um, Amr, um, from the trip. I mean, from the very beginning, uh, when you were traveling, when you landed in Mecca and Medina, how how did it feel? Well, it. Um they just feel so surreal. The last um, three weeks, um, where I've been and what what I've done um, over the last um, three weeks. Uh, but uh, flying into um, Medina um, was was fantastic. Like um, you know, seeing the, the city for the first time. You know, this is the Prophet's uh, city, so that was amazing. Yeah, and especially uh, it's the first time this is really mm, yeah. I, I, f I found the, the people to be so warm and, and lovely 
in, in 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 both cities, especially in Medina, like mm. Medina. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could I could I could picture myself um, <laughs> living in Medina. It was so it's such a such a beautiful city, mashallah. Mm-hmm. And um, I found the the people to be warm and uh, the the locals to be warm and wonderful and the they extended the the hospitality to us uh, really really well. Alhamdulillah, that's good. Um, how how difficult was it to to carry out the Hajj? I mean, is it really hot at this stage when you went? It it kind of every week we were there for three weeks, so every week it would just ramp up. So the first week wasn't too bad. You're in Medina. Um, <coughs> the majority of the, the people were making their way to, to Mecca. So um, there was still a bit of a crowd, but not as much in uh, Medina. So uh, Medina was pretty good. Uh, the weather was uh, hot, but there was a cool breeze always coming through. So it wasn't uh, too humid. Um um, so that was Medina in week one, and then week two and three it was uh, Mecca and uh, Mina, and um, that's when you got the crowds. That's when the crowds came in. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was reading a report when I was leaving that um, that they estimated the crowd to be four million pilgrims. Mashallah. Mashallah. And uh, yeah, I felt like it was four million pilgrims. Especially uh, doing tawaf, that was that was an experience. Um, it was an experience like none other that I've uh, seen before in terms of uh, crowds. But it was it was it was good in a way. It was a positive way that you know you had so many of your brothers and sisters from different um, different countries, different nationalities, different languages, all coming together as um, as as one. So um, it was good to catch up with uh, so many of your fellow Muslim uh, brothers and sisters from all from all different walks of life. You know, it was um, it was a very interesting, uh, very interesting experience. How does it feel? I mean, how can you describe uh, the feeling of being in the middle of four million people? It's uh, it's uh, it's indescribable. The uh, the feeling like uh, the fe- you, you get the anxious feelings. Am I going to get crushed? <laughs> and you, you get the happy feelings that um, <laughs> of uh, being surrounded by by the, by the love of all these other Muslims. So it's a, it's it's kind of like a mixture from one end of the spectrum to the to the other end. But um, I'm a positive guy, so I just kept it uh, positive and um, kept thinking about the. Uh, the love from uh, all the Muslims that I was uh, I was getting uh, while um, while in the area. Okay, and um, how how difficult was it? I mean, with four million people, um, how were the um, the Saudis uh, there managing all those four million people? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a, it's a tough task for uh, for any uh, government to to organise four million pilgrims. But alhamdulillah, they they did a good job um, and. Um, you know, in terms of organizing the people and um, getting the people moving in certain directions to ensure that um, all the pilgrims were kept uh, nice and uh, and comfortable, uh, especially um, in Mina, the tent city. Yep. Uh, it's, Mina is just an experience in itself. You know, for 360 days a year, this place is empty. Mm-hmm. But for four days, yep. it is just bustling with people it, be, it becomes in a, a, a suburb a few, a, a few suburbs mm-hmm. you know, to, to, for, for, for these millions of pilgrims that come there 
and to stay for those uh, for those uh, four days. And mashallah, the, um, the Saudis do an incredible job to to look after all of them. Okay, great. And um, tell us about I mean uh, the funny stories that you hear. Um, for example, um, what was I going to say? Uh, we always hear that in the Jamarat, for example, that a lot of people go absolutely nuts, you know, when they're throwing their stones. Uh, that a lot of people will just start throwing everything until even their shoes they start throwing. Is that true? I didn't see any of that. I actually, <laughs> there was some books that they handed out saying, you know, do not throw planks of wood yeah. or umbrellas or <laughs> shoes at, uh, at, at Jamarat. But I didn't see any of that. Everyone seemed to be um, uh, well behaved. Um, and um, they were just throwing uh, very small pebbles. So, um, you know, um, it, it was just um, it, the experience at Jamarat was um, was nice and positive. It was all smooth, and there wasn't uh, any uh, you know extraordinary things that uh, I I saw. And it, it, the work that they did at uh, Jamarat, like um, from what I understand, it used to be the, the most dangerous part of Hajj. Yeah. The Jamarat, but what they did was they they built this purpose-built complex, which mm, mm. cost them millions of dollars, and they've now turned it into one of the s- most safest parts of uh, Hajj. That's so good. Uh, that's, that's become, I think, four levels mm. now. It's like four, four levels. Four levels, yes. yes. The newest, the newest mm. construction is four levels now, yes. And they just funnel in the um, the pilgrims uh, to ensure that uh, each level has. Um, is not being overcrowded, so they okay. um, they uh, sorted out that overcrowding issue at Jamarat. Alhamdulillah, that's, Alhamdulillah. that's very good to hear. Um, just uh, a very quick uh, um, note uh, to our listeners, um, because Amr is back, and uh, you know he, he we haven't seen him for a long time, and we're very happy to see him. He's requested that we play Sam Yusuf. Uh, so um, Amr's son Hamudi wants us to play the Eid song, and I think that we should be playing his new song. It's called "It's a Game." Have you heard this song? Okay, so it's a very good song. So we're going to, until the end of the show, take your votes of uh, what song you'd like to play. If you want to play Sam Yusuf's It's a Game or if you want to play Sam Yusuf the Eight song uh, or the Eid Nasheed, uh, let us know, inshallah. And by the end of the show, we will vote on which one we should play. Um, so um, tell me again, uh, was there much difference between um, your experiences in, in Medina and your experiences in Hajj? Uh, Medina was a lot quieter compared to Hajj. Um, Medina was um, Medina was like a holiday uh, compared to Hajj. Things just ramped up um, as soon as as soon as you got to to Mecca, and uh, you know uh, it was a, a little bit more hotter. But you still had the cool breeze. But there was certainly, I think it's the crowd. The crowd content is just um, a lot more people in uh, Mecca than there was in um, in Medina. And where uh, were the people from generally, or the people they interacted with? Wow, there's a lot of. Th- oh, I saw a lot of people from um, from the African nations, from Senegal, from Cote d'Ivoire. So a lot of people from Africa, a lot of people from Turkey. But the, the, the Turks are very organized, mm-hmm. mashallah. Mm-hmm. They're very organized in terms of um, um, the, the pilgrims they bring, and uh, and they even bring in. This is how organized they are. They even bring in their own ambulances. MashaAllah. They have their own ambulances. For some reason, I don't know what it is. Maybe they don't like their, their ambulances, but <laughs> they bring in, the Turks bring in their own ambulances. And um, 
and they have their own restaurants. There's so much Turkish. There's so much of a Turkish content Actually, in in Medina and in Mecca that um, I'm not too sure if that's from the Ottomans, but I just noticed there was a lot of content of uh, Turkey. But it, it was a good way. It was a it was a it was a positive thing, and the the hospitality that um, uh, extended to me by by that uh, community was uh, was really good when I was uh, speaking to him. It would have been good if you were down there and also like we would have done a fantastic show. You know, we could have interviewed a pilgrim from every continent uh, uh, in, in Hajj. We would have had a fantastic show. Maybe next time, inshallah. Well, subhanAllah, we tried to call some people from the uh, uh, from Mecca directly and uh, to make some like live interviews with them. But the, the people we are calling them, we are not picking their phones and they are not answering actually. Mm. I didn't know that you are there actually because I'm new here in this program. But I wish I knew so we can contact if you. If you called time. me, my phone was on yeah, 24/7. I was on Tango, I was on Viber, <laughs> I was on WhatsApp, <laughs> I was on uh, I was on every chat app there was, there was, <laughs> that was available. Okay. Uh, I mean, and and also, I mean, for the listeners out there, uh, <laughs> if you wanted to see some of some of my adventures, you can just go onto our our Facebook page. And yeah. I've uploaded some of my um, some photos onto the uh, the Facebook page, and you can uh, see some of my uh, adventures uh, on uh, on our Alchemy of Truth uh, Facebook page. Yeah, mashallah, I had a look at the pictures, and they're amazing pictures. I was very um, very impressed with your uh, photography style, uh, Amr. Um, I like to think that it is uh, your camera that did most of the work, but uh, I shouldn't give all the credit to your camera. <laughs> the pictures I'm looking at them now are really quite uh, quite a sight, subhanallah. So many people. There's people everywhere, brother. <laughs> everywhere in you the, look, there's uh, in the Haram, people. Like around, no, no. around the Kaaba. Hold on, let me just show you. Yeah. See how many people around the Kaaba? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're looking at... Um, uh, it's, it's hard to describe to listeners, uh, you know, the picture on the radio, but um, the, the Kaaba is just surrounded always. It, it, it didn't matter what time of the day it was. It could be in the peak of the heat. So we're talking about 38 degrees and people will be doing Tawaf. Uh, in in the peak of the heat, or it could be two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning, and it would still be surrounded. So there was never a quiet, uh, never a quiet time. It was it was always uh, busy for those uh, for those uh, two weeks um, uh, around the uh, around the Kaaba, especially uh, towards the end, because everyone was performing the um, the farewell tawaf, and at um, one point they actually sent out messages to people to say to people to avoid uh the area because of uh, overcrowding and to delay their uh, farewell tawaf mm. until such time as yes. to uh, let other uh, to uh, to yes, make yes. it more safe yes yes so yeah. uh they took extraordinary measures to ensure uh that the crowd and the pilgrims are, are always kept safe may allah reward them for the good work that they're doing um, did you have any negative experience or of um, either in the organization or even um, from other other people? No, nothing negative to uh, report. It was, uh, I mean, the the group I was with was uh, well organized. Uh, the the uh, the hotels were uh, fantastic, and the accommodation was um, exactly what I expected. So um, my expectations were were certainly met. Um, you know from how they described it to how it actually was. So I was very happy with the way that um, the group and um, everyone conducted the themselves in in terms of uh, in terms of that. Um, and it was a very uh, positive, uh, very positive experience. Alhamdulillah, that's that's uh, very good to hear. 
I've definitely recommended. Inshallah, next time I want to go, I want to take uh, I want to take my son with me. Inshallah, and but I probably want to do Hajj. I probably want to do um, <laughs> Amra. Yeah, Amra would be much yeah. better. It's a much quieter time, and um, I would be able to explain to him the uh, the the history um, and everything around the um, uh, the places. Uh, yeah, about uh, have you got any time to visit any, let's say, historical places there or not yet? In Medina, there was actually an Islamic museum, but we didn't get a chance to to visit the Islamic museum in in Medina. And um, we've how many days you spent there in Medina? In Medina, we spent uh, I think four and a half, five days. Four days and four, four, four about four about five days in in Medina. And in which day you you reach Mecca exactly? I'm not too sure. I can't no, no, remember. no. I mean because Hajj started at eight exactly. Right. You have to be on Arafat at nine. Right. Uh, yeah. W- so we ar- yeah we arrived a week before the actual Hajj actually began. Before one week before Hajj. Oh, about five days before. In Mecca. In Mecca, yeah. We were there five days before. And uh, you spent this time in hotel, between hotel and haram? Yes, between hotel and haram, yes. Yeah, it was very rush at that time. Always rushed, yeah. Very rushed, yes. Always always Yep. Morning and evening time. It didn't matter what time of the day it was. It was always rush. So I guess you have the time, alhamdulillah, to make some, uh, let's say, one or two umrahs before uh, starting Hajj, maybe. There were many brothers that done one or two umrahs. I just stuck to one umrah, unfortunately. At, at least, alhamdulillah. Yes, I done one alhamdulillah. umrah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, that's very good. Yeah. Um, Jazakallah khairan, bro. Um, the pictures were amazing, and uh, your your blog also, which you were updating on your trip also, was, was very amazing. It was a very good uh, blog. I thought it was important, um, you know, to use my time effectively over there um, when I had a spare moment to uh, let my uh, my son know exactly what his dad is up to as part of the whole um, knowledge, passing on of the knowledge from one generation to another. So that's why I started the, um, the blog. Um, and um, because of the time difference, it was difficult for me to communicate yeah. with him. So I thought the best form of communication would be just to update the... Um, uh, start up a blog and write about my experiences uh, in Hajj and uh, he could always log in first thing in the morning and see what his dad was up to the, the previous day and I thought that, yeah, that was a good uh, communication tool and um, also for my family so they don't have to ring me and say hey how's Hajj and I'll, I could just say to them well read the blog <laughs> <laughs> so Alhamdulillah it was all good Alhamdulillah that's very good um, okay, Jazakallah Khairan Amr. It's um, really enjoyed uh, uh, your telling us of your experiences. I, I really wanted to go this year, but Subhanallah, I was unable to. Um, so Inshallah, for next year, I'll be able to. Um, I'll be able to go and I'll be able to tell you my own experiences. And Abdullah also is showing me a picture. Actually, I've got it through WhatsApp. It's uh, for the clock for Mecca clock. Okay, can you post it on Twitter so I can share it as well mm. through our Twitter account? Yeah, of course. I will yeah. Yeah. So, inshallah, yeah, I, I encourage all listeners, inshallah, to uh, to to make that uh, the journey of a lifetime to Hajj because you'll you won't be you won't be disappointed. It inshallah. is one fantastic journey. You know, just to see different people, like you see people from um, parts of the world that have never seen an escalator before, and they have trouble getting on an escalator. Uh, <laughs> So <laughs> you get people from all types, and it was just upon a law. When I was walking into the, the masjid in in Mecca, I was making um, random salams to people as I was um, entering yeah. in the masjid. Yes. And um, 
a person approached me saying, are you from Australia? I said, yes, I am. He goes, I'm from Australia. Mashallah. And he was an Australian convert slash revert Mashallah. from Australia. I was, yeah, I was thinking to myself, look, out of... Um, we don't allow the word revert here. Okay. It's convert or not. Convert, yes. Yes. So, uh, okay. So I ran into a, another brother from Australia. Um, and <laughs> out of all these thousands of people that are there, well, millions, yeah. millions, and just subhanAllah, and we just started up a conversation. And it turns out he's from Christmas Island. Is he really? Yes. Oh, mashallah. <laughs> what, he lives in Christmas Island? Or? He lives in Christmas Island. Oh, he came with a group from uh, Queensland, and um, <coughs> he lives in uh, Christmas Island. And subhanAllah, I ran into. I ran into him. You know what? I completely forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. It was it was in uh, people are just you yeah, know yeah. swirling by everywhere. It was hard to uh, take down names and numbers of uh, people. But mashallah, just 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 these random things just happened and stuff yeah. like that. Mashallah, it was uh, it was a beautiful thing. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, zakallah I've sent through Twitter. Maybe you can get it now. Okay, I'll get yeah. it. Inshallah, and yes. post it. Um, so uh, we're now at the time where we have to play in a sheed, or not we have to, but we get to play in a sheed. Uh, so through the votes, we had some votes to tell us to play the eight song. Let's have an internal vote. Who wants to play the eight song, Nasheed? Put your hand up. Me. Okay, Hamoudi. Who wants to play the other, the other Nasheed? It's called the game. Me. Okay, so I guess we're playing the Nasheed song. So we'll back after the Nasheed, inshallah. <laughs> And we're back. I actually didn't realize that um, the show was going to another show. Sorry, the um, Nasheed was going to finish now, but it's finished now. Alhamdulillah. You just uh, got so into that song, Norsa, that you well, almost uh, forgot about it. That's why I keep telling you, Sammy Yusuf is the way to go, brother. Yeah, inshallah. <laughs> Uh, so now we come to the end of our show. Hamoudi has his watch. Hamoudi, go outside and, and turn off your watch. Uh, so now we come to the end of our show. Alhamdulillah. Um, okay, Hamoudi wants to... Okay, good. Uh, so uh, we're going to um, end the show with Hamoudi giving us the final farewell. Well, hang on. Before we, we wish him farewell, let's, let's thank our, our co-host. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Hamoudi. Yes, okay. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Um, we come to the end of our show. Make sure you tune in next week and make sure you go on Facebook and Twitter to check out the fix. And the website. And no. the website. What's the website? The website is um, www.alchemyoftruth.com.au Very good. Well done, Hamoudi. Uh, thank you, Hamoudi. Uh, we'd like to thank our uh, current guest host, Ghost, Abdullah uh, What do you mean by Ghost. Uh, this is what I call um, our guest hosts. <laughs> I call them ghosts. Oh, okay, so I'm so. still in you on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're, you're alive and you're physically in front of us. Thank you very much yeah. for coming in for taking part With in this. With pleasure. <laughs> and uh, also, we'd like to thank um, our co-host co uh, Amr Sari. Thank you, Amr, for coming in for your stories and um, experiences. Thank you very much, Nasser. It's uh, good to be back. Uh, thank you, Hamoudi, also for coming and taking part with us and, and jumping around all over the place. you got to feed this kid less sugar, man. He's jumping <laughs> all over the place. And finally, from the presenter of the show, Nasr Khatib, uh, we bid you a good night. Enjoy your weekend, inshallah, and we'll see you next uh, Friday. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.